first Sunday of 2024, which I am so excited about. Uh, hopefully you're still on track a few days in with all of your New Year's re resolutions. I know I, for me it was a battle because like New Year's hit and then I got a cold like right away, but I was like so determined to do my hour of cardio every day this week. So I'm like sniffling and coughing my way through it, but I'm like not going to give up. I'm not going to quit. I also determined to like eat healthier this year. Anyone else like on working on like an yeah, I'm like no carbs, nothing like that. Um, but I'm doing a new thing this year. I'm calling it Sabbath cheat day. So it's like six days a week, really strict, no carbs, you know, intermittent fasting, and then pull the ripcord on Sabbath. Like, it's amazing. Pasta tastes even better <laughs> that way. It's so good. And so I hope 2024 is going great for you so far as well. And um, I remember years ago, I read an article that has stuck with me. And it was a sociological research study, basically. And it was studying humans and what makes the difference between like mediocre versus like great or phenomenal success. And um, we could all debate for hours about what that word really means. What it, does it mean to be successful? But I did find a couple of the conclusions in this article super interesting. The first one was that people tend to overestimate what they can do in a year but dr dramatically underestimate what they can do in five years. The second reflection was that people tend to overestimate what they can do alone, but they tend to really underestimate what they can do together on a good team. And so it got me just thinking about the church. It got me thinking about us, how for us, we want to embrace the power of a long obedience in the same direction. Small, consistent decisions, laser focus over a lifetime. God only knows what is possible. And so for us on, on, a, on a New Year's kind of Sunday, we want to recenter our heart on the vision that God has given us. And if you've been around Riverbend, you know that we don't believe that we set the agenda for the church. We believe that Jesus sets his agenda for the church. And it's simply our job to interpret the teachings of scripture and implement them in the soil of our context, which is, of course, Central Oregon here in the 21st century. And I believe that what the Lord is calling us deeper into is this concept we talked a bit about last year, which is life together. We are being called together to work in God's kingdom and to partner with him in his kingdom come. We don't want to underestimate what is possible when a group of this size is organized around the teachings of Jesus and following faithfully after him and seeking God's power through prayer and, and contending for a spiritual awakening. What God would be able to do in a community like ours is something we do not want to underestimate. We want to be seeking first his kingdom. So as we're embarking on another year, um, I wanted to just briefly recap and look back on all that God has done in the past year and then look ahead to what he wants to do in the coming year. So as we're embarking on another year, um, as I was praying this through, I, this, this, this idea or this thought came to me that this is just simply a fresh chapter in the same book. It's not a whole different story that God is writing. It is a fresh chapter in the same book. So there are new developments. There are new characters. There are different plot twists. But it is the exact same story with the exact same goal. Ecclesiastes 7 verse 8 says that finishing is better than starting. 
So we began last year with like an invitation or a call to an undivided devotion to King Jesus. Colossians chapter 3 says to set our hearts on things above where Christ is. And we are still on that exact same page. There is, in my opinion, nothing more backwards than a group of people who sing that Jesus is alive and that we're forgiven, accepted, and set free by his grace, but something else has won our affection and our attention. But on the other hand, there's nothing more brilliant, nothing more beautiful, nothing I think more powerful than a community of people who believe in Jesus and whose hearts are fully set on heaven, where we are citizens of that kingdom of God and eagerly anticipating his return. And guess what? I I mean, I genuinely believe that that is who we are becoming as we follow after Jesus together. And this past year, we've seen God do all kinds of things um, that I didn't have in mind when the year started. It was amazing what God did. First of all, I think God was like exposing some idols in our culture as failed gods. And I've begun to see like an actual spiritual awakening, not necessarily widespread yet, although I do hope it's coming widespread to our area in the next decade or so. But I definitely have been seeing spiritual awakening in many of us. For example, just this week, I met with a guy who said, listen, I've been attending Bible studies teaching Bible studies, massive Bible studies, in fact, for over 20 years. But until I started attending Riverbend at night, I've never really put into practice any of my Bible learning. But now I feel completely different, like I'm completely alive, and now I am truly, actually following after Jesus. Another guy I was meeting with this week testified that, you know, 2023 was hands down the most difficult year of my life. There's no question. But it's also been the, like, defining year of my life. And now, I don't know what I was before, but now I know that I am truly following after Jesus. It's so amazing. In our little community, we're seeing uh, the beginnings of a spiritual awakening. And so we're not moving on to like another project, shifting gears and moving on in 2024. We're going deeper in our one pursuit of the heart of Christ. And my prayer for you has been unbending for the last, I lost track of how many years I've been praying this for you. But my prayer is that you would be filled with the knowledge and the wisdom of God so that you would know him, that you would know him better. Also in the last year, we've seen God do some great things with Riverbend at Night, where we study practices from the way of Jesus, practices like fasting and silence and prayer and Lectio Divina, like we just did, and the examine. And most importantly, we didn't just study them or talk about them, but we actually put them into practice. And I know that for those of you who can and love to participate in Riverbend at Night, it's been a big part of your formation. We also, in 2023, launched... The 24-7 prayer room, which was a massive highlight for me. Uh, You surprised me, rose to the occasion in such a beautiful way, and we prayed nonstop for the 40 days of Lent through the night and into the early morning hours all throughout the day for 40 days straight. It was amazing. My son caught a passion for the presence of God in the prayer room this year, and that's a personal highlight of mine. So many of you met with the Lord, sought prayers answered, heard God's voice 
sung his praises, discovered a love, a new love or passion, recovered a love for prayer in the prayer room. And my brother-in-law had a breakthrough in the prayer room, and many of you did as well. And it's become like this sacred space for us. It's still being used four to six hours a day uh, for prayer all throughout the week. You can book it anytime you want and come and pray, which is amazing. Um, and we also, um, so that was, that was a big highlight for me. And, uh, just let me rattle off a few other quick highlights of 2023. Uh, we also completed uh, uh, what I think is a very important exegetical series in the book of Genesis, which was a 30-part series where we're discovering God's heart and design for the cosmos and his, ju- his righteousness and his justice. And then really importantly, how God is partnering with humans uh, to bring about the redemption of the world through his love. Uh, Genesis chapter 12, you may remember if you were here during that series, was sort of one of the key passages that we looked at. The Lord said to Abraham, go from your country, your people, your father's household to this land that I will show you. And I will make you into a great nation. And I will bless you. I will make your name great and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you. Whoever curses you, I will curse. And all of the peoples of the earth will be blessed through you. Now, a lot has changed since God spoke to Abraham, but one thing has not. The family of God, the people of God are still on that exact same plot line of blessing the peoples of the earth through the love of God. And this has been a huge highlight for us. Many of you sort of caught a vision for the kingdom of God and your place in the unfolding drama of God's redemption in our world. And you're joining in and it's beautiful. A personal highlight for me from Genesis was understanding the story of Joseph. That through obscurity and hardship, God is still fulfilling his promises and he's forming us into the kinds of people who he can really entrust with great spiritual authority and responsibility. And that is what I'm hoping for uh, for us as well, that through what we're going through, through obscurity, through suffering, through trial, we are becoming the kinds of people that are trustworthy with great spiritual blessing and authority. We also expanded things like our partnerships with outside ministries. One of the highlights from last year was Intentional Parents. Uh, we, we hosted the Intentional Film Series here. Those of you who are parents, many of you participate in that. Um, Intentional Parents is led by my dear friends and mentors, the Comer family and the Moser family, Phil, Diane, Brooke, and Elizabeth. We also partnered with them for the Intentional Motherhood Retreat, which I know was a, like a big breakthrough moment for many of you women here in the room. Um, we're honored to call that ministry a part of our church, and you're going to be hearing much more uh, from them in the coming year. And then a big part of this sort of year of undivided devotion to King Jesus, which was our theme for the year, was tackling Jesus's sexual ethic and sexual formation from the scriptures. I survived three days or three weeks of talking about sex, which was pretty a big deal for me, <laughs> for sure. And we had some really powerful testimonies, some real bravery, some true bravery from men and women in our church who've been sexually addicted, but are now walking in freedom and in wholeness and in purity, and they're leading the way for us. And I'm so, so grateful and proud of them for that work that they did. And that series that we did, a three-week mini-series, is just the tip of the iceberg of this ministry of sexual recovery and formation. There's so much deep inner work that is happening right now beneath the surface in this exact community of people. We launched four 
pure desire groups for men in recovery. We launched one group for women in recovery, and we have two groups called Betrayal and Beyond for people who are dealing with their spouse or their significant other's sexual addiction. And this is only the very beginning of this ministry that was launched in 2023. Also, our fantastic women's team in 2023, led by Bree Fisher, we hosted our very first Riverbend Women's Retreat, which sold out three different times. Uh, and the team just completely knocked it out of the park. It was incredible. The community that was formed, the stories and testimonies that were shared, the things that God did through that was amazing. We also had our second annual men's retreat led by Stephen Desch and his crew of amazing guys. That was amazing. It was so, was so many cool things about the men's retreat. Um, my personal favorite is that I don't lift a finger for that. Those, those men lead the whole thing. I didn't teach a session, lead a small group, come up with discussion questions, anything like that. It was all on them, that crew of guys and many of you men here in the room. And I remember standing around the fire on, on Friday, Saturday night and just seeing the group of men that have like considered themselves and made this church their church home. And I just feel so honored that you would be building your roots and, uh, and your life here at Riverbend. And I just believe that there's so much potential when the men in God's church rally uh, to follow after Jesus together and form deep community. It's powerful. It's amazing. Also, Again, these are just the high-level stuff. There's so much more that we can talk about, but just the high-level stuff, okay? Riverbend Youth, like, tripled in size this last year, um, uh, led by Sam, some incredible volunteers. All of our students went to Washington Family Ranch uh, for summer camp. And just this week, I was speaking to uh, one of the parents of our students um, who went to summer camp, and she said that her son had like a defining moment of spiritual awakening in his life at summer camp. I actually made her repeat herself, so I made sure I was understanding her correctly. She's like, yes, this was the moment for my son when he gave his life to Jesus and nothing has been the same since he's given his life to Christ, which is so incredible. It's amazing. We also continued our ministry of sharing the gospel through Alpha, also led by Sam. He's kind of a common denominator in all the highlights this year. Um, and this is the way that we get the word out about uh, Jesus to, to non-believers in a way that's loving and hospitable, leaves rooms for people's questions and emphasizes listening, not like selling Jesus to people. And it's incredibly powerful. There's much more coming with Alpha in 2024. Um, we're gonna be sharing testimonies from up here so that those of you who haven't been a part of Alpha will get a little bit of a better sense of what it's all about. And we're gonna be doing some more teaching from the scriptures about sharing the love of Jesus with our neighbors. So this was an amazing year for Alpha, particularly because we had a new, like, devoted team of volunteers. We also had a group of people making dinner for the whole Alpha crew, all Alpha long, in our brand new kitchen, <laughs> which uh, that is another highlight of 2023. We uh, completed the kitchen, and if you've been with us, you know, man, the building has been in, like, disrepair since we inherited it. Uh, several years ago, and we've been steadily working uh, one year at a time at making everything right, remediating all of the mold and replacing all of the wiring and upgrading just about everything around us. And we still have a long ways to go, but we're making things ADA compliant and making everything safe. And last year, we finally got around to doing the kitchen, and it's coming in clutch already for all of the really important ministry projects that we're doing um, going forward. So Jesus came eating and drinking. 
right? This is like not even a stretch of the biblical narrative. He's just, con- in fact, that's one of the things that he got in trouble for was how much he liked the party. So the church <laughs> makes shared meals sacred. It's sacred. So the, chur- the, the church kitchen is also a sacred space. So thank you for your generosity. That's how it was possible. Many, many of you giving sacrificially um, to make that happen. So thank you for doing that. Um, another highlight is we also added Dawn and his wife, Dolores, onto our elder team, which is, yes, very, very worthy of applause. Uh, listen, we're growing church. We have growing needs. Uh, we need more overseers who are, can be entrusted for caring for the needs of our church. And Don and Dolores haven't wasted a minute, and they've jumped in fully, and they're serving you in so many ways that you see, but many ways you also do not see. So massive thank you to them and others like them who are stepping into leadership roles We've also expanded our vision for community through that little mini-series we did in the fall on life together. We talked about developing the skills of devotion in an individualistic and consumeristic, digitally addicted culture. I think this is an important moment in the life of our church to take all of the learnings that we got from the last seven years of doing community and, and really doubling down on River, Riverbend community for our future into the 2020s and 2030s. We don't want to just like halfway do community. We want to live into it with all of its fullness. Also, just like like unofficially, there's been several men's groups that have just popped up, which I love. There's a group that's gathering. They actually started out of the prayer room. There's a group that's gathering on Friday mornings from 530 to 6:30 for prayer right here. There's another group that started meeting on Wednesday nights, another group that started meeting on Thursday nights. Again, I had nothing to do with it. It was just a group of you men saying, listen, we want to study God's word. We want to build community together. And so you just did it, which I absolutely love that. We also launched the Helping Hands team last month, which that's a big moment in our life of our church too. Like the team uh, is, is made up of men and women with a bunch of skills to care for people and uh, commit some of their spare time to help other people. And this is like rocks, like, like uh, excuse me, right in the center of God's heart uh, for the church. Titus chapter 3, verse 14 says that our people must learn to do good by meeting the urgent needs of others. See, the love of Christ is not just feelings. It's not just kind words. It's action and it's sacrifice. And this group, the Helping Hands team, has been formed to do just that. And they've already, in the short amount of time that they've been together, they've already gotten started getting to work under the leadership of Rich and Lisa Travis, which is fantastic. So, so, so many things that have happened in the last 12 months that God has done. And it's really beautiful to celebrate. And there's so much more I could say. These are really, honestly, so many top-level things. There's so many things that you've done as well that probably didn't make this list. But just, just one final highlight from 23 before we move on to 24, and that is this. Uh, last Sunday, we hosted our very first New Year's Eve gathering to ring in the new year, singing praise, contending prayer for spiritual awakening. And it was just like exceeded my expectation. It was so awesome, so incredible. You got to see some people baptized and we literally spent that stroke of midnight giving shouts and praises to God and spending time together in prayer. It was amazing. Now, for some of you, you're just not late night people. You can't make it or it's just not your season of life. You're like, man, I would totally come to that, but my, my son goes to bed at, two, at 8 p.m. or whatever, and that's totally, totally fine. No problem. We love you no matter what. But for those of you who got to be here, 
man, it was just so incredible. It was amazing. We gave the first moments of our year, symbolically in reality, the Lord Jesus is king of 2024, and he's the king of our hearts. Amen? So good. So the scripture tells us to remember the good things that God has done, to tell of his mighty deeds, like we just read, to your children and to your great-grandchildren. So we just want this Riverbend Church to be a community that is thankful and that remembers and gives God praise for what he has done. So I was just reflecting just on the various stories, the things that God did over the last 12 months, and I thought of one story that I think is emblematic of really what God did all throughout the year. Um, this story starts during February, the, the month we were in the prayer room together. And I remember I took a shift at uh, midnight. I got to the church at 11.57 p.m. And when I got there, there were six cars in the parking lot. And I was like, well, that's kind of strange that there would be six cars in the parking lot at midnight. What's going on? And sure enough, I popped into the prayer room and there were six people two of whom I knew, the other four I didn't know, who were there praying. And really what was happening is as they were praying, uh, these guys were like sharing the gospel with a few people that were in the prayer room who weren't yet followers of Jesus. I was just picking this all up on context clues and going, wait a second, how did they talk non-Christians into a prayer room at midnight <laughs> on like a Wednesday? This is crazy. This is imp I'm impressed. And so um, my entire two hours from midnight to two was, was just spending time with these men. And I remember one of them came to faith that night and there was another man who didn't come to faith, but he was like genuinely interested. And over the course of several months, my friend David just kind of kept after him and kept after him and kept after him. He kept sharing the love of Jesus with them, kept reaching out, inviting him to come to the prayer room. And sure enough, this last November, Edgar came to Christ. And he gave his life to Jesus. And David calls me up and he goes, listen, man, Edgar came to faith. We need to baptize this guy. And I was like, yes, let's baptize him. And um, just some details going on with our baptismal that was broken again. We ended up having to baptize him in the river, the 38-degree river. <laughs> And it was so, genuinely, it was so incredible because we had this moment like, wait, are we doing this? Are we getting in this water right now? Like, I know we're into cold plunging, like that's like a whole thing, but not usually in my Sunday clothes, you know what I mean? And, um, but it was like very clear, there's this defining moment, this man had lived a very wayward life and had been through so much and through the process of being invited into relationship and being invited into the presence of God and being shared the love of Jesus and the gospel of Jesus over many months through the consistent witness of a brother here in this family of believers. This man is now our brother too. And he's in the family of God and we're all celebrating with him. This is a beautiful thing that God did. Again, emblematic, I think, of many other stories here in our church. And guess what? We just want more. We just want more. As we were praying as a, as a group before the gathering started, I was just, that was my key reflection was like, God, don't quit. Don't stop. Let's keep going. We want more of you. We just want more of you. And um, so that's what we're pressing into in 2024. 
is more of the same, a fresh chapter of the same book. So really quick, here are just a few things that I see God calling us deeper into, calling us, first of all, to become more undivided in our devotion to Jesus. Again, I have not stopped praying for you. I pray for you every single day. And I haven't stopped praying that the Lord would addict you to his presence, that he would be the thing that your heart is drawn to most of all, that you would be like King David, the man after God's heart, the scripture says, who in Psalm 27 wrote, one thing I have asked of the Lord and this only do I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to meditate in his temple. Now listen, um, I have a decent EQ, okay? So I can like read the room and some of you are like patiently waiting for me to get off this kick of like stirring our affection and love for Jesus. And listen, I, I get where you're coming from. Some of you just really love like the intellectual, the exegetical, the historically contextual rooted teachings that we do here. And you get really uncomfortable when I get up here and my like veins are popping out of my head and I'm <laughs> talking about like pouring out your heart to God. And like you get very uncomfortable with like big desperate cries for God to move with power. And I get where you're coming from. I came from a very like, like behind my gate, stoic German family, okay? So like I'm, I'm, I'm your people. <laughs> However, the Lord is calling us deeper into stirring our heart and our affection and our love for him. It's our one thing. We're never getting off it. There's nothing else for us. I'm here because of the love of Jesus. You're here because of the love of Jesus. And Jesus is coming back for a bride who is waiting urgently and expectantly for his glorious return. He's coming back for a bride who's not ashamed to call him beloved and to adore him. See, the greatest impact that this ministry will ever have will be our devotion to the greatest command, to love the Lord our God with all of our heart, all of our mind, all of our soul, all of our strength, and to love our neighbor as ourself. And I believe that in 2023, we've made important progress together, but we're not done. We're going deeper into this mission of being undivided in our devotion to him. You guys with me on that? Yes. Sweet. So I'm, I'm pumped, you're pumped. Get the guy or the girl next to you pumped too, okay? Because it's, it's, not, it's not gonna change. All right. So um, to that end, I'm, I'm so pumped to announce to you again that we are doing the 24-7 prayer room yet again this year during Lent. Yes. This year, Lent is from February 14th through March 28th, and we are inviting each of you to book an hour or many hours in the prayer room to seek God's presence together. And for some of you, I totally understand that this feels daunting or maybe a little bit strange, or you don't really know how to spend an hour with God, and it kind of intimidates you. And that's okay. Or maybe you did it last year, and you're like, oh, I already get that thing, and I don't know, like praying is going to be diminishing returns or something like that. But that's not at all what prayer is like, and um, that's not what spending Jesus, time with Jesus is actually like. I've been, you know, in this kind of a conversational prayer life for almost 20 years now. And let me tell you, God only gets better and better. There are seasons of, um, of difficulty and of silence and all kinds of things. But 
he only gets better and better. So leading into the prayer room this year, we're going to be doing a whole teaching series to prepare what I think God wants to do in your heart in the prayer room. So we're doing, going into a season of preparation, and it's going to be a seven-week exegetical series on Paul's prayers for the churches in Philippians, Ephesians, and Colossians. And we're calling it, catch this, a fellowship of burning hearts. which I'm super pumped on because that's exactly what we're going after. So get ready, folks. If you feel like you have plumbed the depths of God's heart in prayer, you have only just begun. The heart of God is like the universe. Every time you think you have a handle on it or you've solved the mystery of the cosmos, God comes crashing through with more of himself and more of his glory to stir you to wonder and awe. And that's what's coming in this coming year. So you're going to hear testimonies from people who've lived uh, through some changed, uh, some incredible experiences in prayer. And that series starts next week. And then to celebrate um, the culmination of the completion of our 40 days of nonstop prayer, and then to celebrate Resurrection Sunday, we're doing something that we've never done before. We're going to be hosting our Easter gatherings at the Tower Theater downtown. (laughs) Which that is also really cool. Um, This came to us because last year we had three really packed gatherings here on Easter, which we loved, but we didn't want to add like a fourth or a fifth gathering or something like that. So we decided to use this as an opportunity to tell the good news that Jesus is alive, not just in the walls of this church, but also in the public square. So the Tower Theater, in my view, is the iconic venue and the absolute epicenter of our city. And so we're going to bring the place down with worship and preaching of the Word of God. And so we're so pumped on that. And uh, we've also booked Drake Park so that in between our gatherings, which will be at 9 and 11, we'll have a bunch of really great activities for the kids at Drake. So that's happening, which is really fun. And then after Easter at the Tower, we're going to be launching another round of Alpha. And for those who are wrestling and still have questions about Jesus, we're going to be doing Alpha again. And we're going to be doing a teaching series on Alpha, specifically why we are commanded from the scriptures to tell others about Jesus and a biblical theology of how we actually do that really well in a winsome and effective way. So much more to come on Alpha. We're also going to keep expanding our ministry on sexual formation. Listen, this is a multi-year process of us becoming a church that is fully free from any kind of idol, especially sexual addiction. So we want to train more people to lead pure desire groups. And we know that there will be many of you who decide that it's your turn to finally address that issue of pornography or sexual brokenness. And we are committed to being that safe community of grace for you, where the Lord will um, hopefully in time uh, be, uh, reform your heart uh, to be free of that kind of sexual sin uh, through the practices of Jesus and through the community of pure desire. It's working fantastically well for those who are devoted to it now. It can be also for you. We're not slowing down. We're not giving up the fight. We're going to keep pressing deeper into that. Also, in 2024, we're going to be launching, drum roll, a deacon team, which we've needed for years now. A deacon team uh, is a group of people who are going to be taking on ownership, more ownership here at the church uh, for the vision that God has given us. So if God answers our wildest prayers for widespread spiritual awakening in Central Oregon, we want to be equipped. We want to be ready. We want to have the leaders uh, and we want to have the character to sustain a move of God in our city. So our elders have been praying over uh, Luke chapter 10, verse 2. The harvest is plentiful 
but the workers are few. So pray to the Lord of the harvest and ask him to send more workers into the fields. And that's what we're praying, that the Lord would be raising up uh, deacons and servants to serve here at Riverbend. Deacons are people who are appointed by God to serve the needs of the church. And we have many of you who are already serving in major capacities, this kind of capacity. And in this year, we're gonna be inviting you, we're gonna be calling you up into your God-given gifts and talents and abilities, and we'll be training you for that. Deacons are gonna be in charge of things like the Sunday morning prayer team or men's ministry or women's ministry, helping hands, meal train, community care, building maintenance, all of those things and many things in between. Very important aspects of the ministry here at Riverbend. And many of you are already leading in these ways. And frankly, we cannot do it without your help. So the church is at her best when we are all activated. We are all doing God's work together. And this year, many of you are gonna be called up into this style and this kind of ministry, which I'm really pumped on. Um, Another thing that the Lord is calling us into in 2024 is we're going to be doing a teaching series on 1 Timothy. It's an exegetical line-by-line series we're calling Entrusted with Glory. And here's where we're going to address important areas of doctrine and practice for the church, specifically like the role of women in God's church. We know many of you are very interested in what the Bible has to say on that, as are we. And we're more, more importantly, we're interested in practicing the way of Jesus faithfully with courageous orthodoxy and championing the voices and the leadership of all people, men and women in our church. We're thrilled to teach through that issue biblically, roles, responsibilities, essential qualifications for elders and deacons, both men and women in the church. It's going to be a great, important series in the life of our church. Really, honestly, long overdue. It's time we do this. And so we're going to be doing that in late spring, pressing in to deep and essential theology for the church. We also have a brand new community launch course that's taught by me, Brittany, and Katie, and it's going to be starting next Sunday. We have our first of three classes in the community launch course. It's basically based on all of the learnings that we've gotten over the last seven years and all of the reading that we've done, best practices that we've developed um, to make Riverbend community as helpful and successful as possible for you. And I'm so excited that we're going to be pressing deeper into that. So if you want to be involved or you want to know more about the community launch course, you can go online. It's available on our website. You can also register for the course that starts next week. Um, So there's that. I mean, guys, this is high level. There's so many more things. There's like 12 other things that I wanted to tell you about, but I'm going to like cut it down and just give you a couple more, okay? Um, So I'm super excited for a series we're doing this fall um, on Jesus's victory over the kingdom of darkness, Last two years specifically, we've experienced a major increase in spiritual warfare and the activity of the enemy in our midst, in our church, and around us, in our world. And rather than staying like confused or skeptical or afraid of the kingdom of darkness, we want to instead give you a strong, courageous faith in Jesus's victory. We're going to be calling this series Christ the Victor, and it's a 12-part biblical survey in the Gospels about how the ministry of Jesus encounters and triumphs over evil. It's really good. I'm geeking out on this right now, getting ready for it. Trust me, this is going to be really, really awesome. I think you're going to really love it. We want to teach you how you can actually have confidence walking through the valley of the shadow of death and fearing no evil because the Lord is with you. That's coming up. We're also partnering uh, with Practicing the Way, 
which is a ministry led by our friend and one of, our, one of my mentors, John Mark Comer. Many of you know him uh, or know of him. He's launching a new course called the Practicing the Way course. We're gonna be running it several times this year and every year following. Much more on that in the future as it's available. Um, and this is a big part of our church's theology and also our formation as individuals is going through courses like is being put together by our friends at Practicing the Way. Um, on a very personal level, I'm, I'm like over the last couple of years, like greatly expanded our ministry of spiritual direction um, for people in crisis. And I've just been learning a lot that I think would be helpful as a resource to you. So um, this year I'm releasing a short book um, that is just for you. It's, it's not gonna be uh, offered for sale. I'm not trying to be like a bestseller or anything like that, but I am really excited to share this resource with you. Some things that I've learned over the years about connecting with Jesus in times of crisis. My hope is that you'll read it yourself and get it for people who are maybe going through crisis and learn how to care for people, minister for people around you the shalom of Jesus. Again, many, many more things. The 40 days of prayer and worship we wanna do in the fall or on your way to work, class, or whatever you have for the day, you sneak in here for an hour of Lectio Divina style prayer and praise and worship on a Monday or a Tuesday morning or whatever. This has been a dream for mine, of mine forever and we're like inching closer and deeper into that this year by basically making this place a house of prayer and worship. That's what we want this place to become. One day, hopefully, 24-7, 365, you know, until kingdom come. We're here, a group of us are here giving praise and glory to God. So um, many more things like that. Um, we're also gonna be doing some more capital improvements on the building this year. Um, we got started, we've done a lot of really meaningful work to make this building proper and ready and safe for gatherings and everything else, preserve the icon that this building actually is. Uh, but in 2024, we wanna open the Riverbend Lounge, which if you're at our town hall um, in the fall, you, you heard about this. It's gonna be like a creative co-working space, community space, ministry space, Monday through Friday, where you can come and you can be with us and you can also meet with your friends and have a free cup of coffee and all that really great stuff. We have many other building improvements like the reciting and the working on the steeple and the landscaping. There's all kinds of things that need to get done. Um, and if you want more information on that, um, you can come visit me or one of the elders. We'd be happy to give you more information. Um, but yeah, we, we are pressing into finishing up uh, the remodels and the building improvements that we need to do here in this building. You guys, that was the quickest way for me to explain to you just the things that I'm most excited about. If you want the full list, email me later. Um, there's so much more. And you're like, dude, it sounds, sounds like a lot. Yeah, it is. It's a lot. But we are pressing into this together. We underestimate what we can do alone, or excuse me, we overestimate what we can do alone. We underestimate what we can do together. We underestimate or overestimate what we can do in one year, but underestimate what we can do in five. And really this church has been pressing into a lot of these values over the last several years. And so this year we're just growing and we're going deeper and we're going all in. So the invitation as we close is to simply just go on this journey with us. It's just an invite. You get to decide what you do with this invitation and you get to decide at what level you participate in this journey. You could pop in every few weeks or every few months, check things out. You could serve in kids. You could uh, you know, book a few hours in the prayer room or something. 
you know, drop a check in the giving box on your way out. All of those things are amazing, and I hope you do all of those things. But the invitation is also to say, is there more? Is there more that God might be calling you to do? And my hope is that you just go all in with what God is calling us into at Riverbend. Please hear me, not to satisfy my ego or to make your girlfriend who like really wants you to come to church happy or something like that. Nothing like that. I hope you deeply invest in the community here at Riverbend this year because Jesus is worthy. He's worthy of your undivided devotion. And being a part of his kingdom, coming to Ben in whatever capacity God has called you to do is like anything, is unlike anything else. I have not experienced any, jo- any kind of joy or satisfaction or fulfillment in life that has not been connected to doing what God has called me to do and seeking first his kingdom. As we close, I just, I just hope that you are catching a vision for how you may be called to partner with us in the unfolding of this plot, of this story here in Central Oregon. And one scripture that comes to mind as we close is just from 2 Corinthians, where Paul is talking about a very long and hard ministry season. And he says, listen, guys, there was, I don't want you to be unaware, there's many times where we despised even our lives. We wish it was just over already and we're, done, we're gone and done. But then he says, I have to testify that though outwardly we are wasting away, inwardly we are being renewed day by day. These momentary light afflictions are storing up for us an eternal weight of glory beyond comparison. And then he says, we look not at the things that are seen, because the things that are seen are temporary, but the things that are unseen are eternal. We look at the things that are unseen. Think about the contradiction or the wordplay of that statement. We are looking at the things that are unseen. They're storing up for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. And that's my invitation to you, is that in partnership with our church, you would begin to ask God to give you eyes to see the unseen, to be able to pay attention to, of course, what's going on around you here, but what's happening in that unseen realm and the goodness and the glory that God is bringing to earth through the ministry of Jesus and through his church. We're his bride. Let's seek him with undivided devotion. Will you stand and let's pray together. So next week, we begin our exegetical series of fellowship of burning hearts through the prayers of Paul. And so, Lord, we just come before you now and we say thank you. Thank you for the things that you've done. Really, you've just begun. And and really, I just hit the super high level. There's so much more that you did, God. We could all testify all morning long of your goodness and your, and your power and your glory. And we just have to say, we're so thankful. We are so grateful. We are content in the way that you have been so good to us, but we're not satisfied. We want more. We don't wanna leave anything on the table that you said is ours in Christ. 
We don't want to leave any part of our heart unreformed. We're longing after some other God besides you, either myself or anything or anyone else. We want our hearts to be fully devoted to you, King Jesus. So this thing that you've started in us, this story that you've been writing, the plot, the characters, the new developments and twists and turns, God, we just pray that you would continue that story this year in this church. And would it begin with each and every one of us just saying, I hold nothing back. I give you all. I give you everything. I give you all. We are hungry for you, God. We have an appetite, a growing appetite, an insatiable appetite for your kingdom coming and your glorious presence. And so God, would you come in great power here right now in this gathering as we seek you and as we praise, as we head to the tables of communion, would we respond to this word by seeking you with full hearts? It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So Danny and Lauren are going to lead us. And we're also going to come forward for the bread and cup, which we're going to take together here in a minute. So join us in singing. And then let's come forward.